Praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord bless you today. The Lord bless you today. It is so good, once again, to come together with the people of God. I am so grateful for his goodness, how he has kept us from last week to this week. And here we are with another opportunity to come together as his people to go into his holy word, giving you time, the saints, to come on into uh, our Bible study on this evening. I thank God uh, for his word, and I thank God uh, even for this season, because for every season, God has a word, something that he can embed in us, something that he can plant in us to help us grow, no matter what our circumstances are. Let's pray, shall we, before we go into tonight's lesson. Father, we're grateful for your goodness. Once again, you have enabled us to come together as your children, as your people. We ask that you'd bless us through your holy word. Speak to our hearts and minds. Oh, my Lord, so much is going on and we need your word. Can't live without your word. Send it, Lord, and we'll forever give your name the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Say it with me tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this month uh, is the month of March, and um, March is known as uh, Women's History Month. Uh, and so what I want to do for this whole month, every uh, Bible study evening, each Wednesday evening, we will be uh, teaching uh, a lesson and uh, using certain women in the Bible to bring out that lesson. Uh, so we have five lessons this month, five Wednesdays in this month, and all five lessons of this month, I will be using a woman from the Bible to uh, teach a particular lesson from the Word of God, honoring mothers, honoring all women, um, the Lord bless all of you. You know, if all the women walked out of the church, uh, there wouldn't be too many of us fellas walking around. And I thank God uh, for the women, the praying women. Hallelujah. Those women who are diligent in prayer and serving the Lord. Uh, I thank God for you. And um, I'm praising God. Tonight, the lesson title is only the best for Jesus. And I'm going to be dealing with that woman that came in uh, and poured oil on my Savior, on his head and on his feet. We're going to talk about her tonight, but this, the lesson title uh, is Only the Best for Jesus. And it comes out of, uh, we're going to come out of the gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 14. And I'll just read verses 1, 2, and 3. It sounds like this. After two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread, and the chief priest and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. 
my Lord. Familiar passage, and it, it happens to be one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And we're going to get into this, and our subject tonight is only the best for Jesus. Now, let's paint a picture and give a background to the lesson because it is very important. This is during uh, the Spring Festival. Uh, it is associated with that time, that historical time uh, where Israel was delivered from Egypt. Remember their departure from Egypt land uh, and it would be called uh, the Passover uh, because it deals with how uh, the Hebrews uh, were protected by the death angel. Remember uh, that final uh, conversation that Moses has with Pharaoh, that last discourse, and Moses tells him, the firstborn of every household will die if you don't let God's people go. And Pharaoh said no. And he says, there'll be a cry in the land that you've never heard before. Hallelujah. The firstborn of man and beast will die. That the angels were set loose. And Moses was told uh, to get a lamb for every household. Yes, and roast him whole. Don't break any bones. Hallelujah. Anything that's left over, burn it in the fire. Uh, that, he said, take the blood of that lamb and put it on the doorpost of every believer. And everyone that's in that house will be saved. And the Lord said it like this, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I want you to remember also uh, that our Lord Jesus Christ would be crucified uh, during the preparation of the Passover, uh, John 19 and 14, uh, and it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour, and he said unto the Jews, behold your king. Hallelujah. Jesus is our Passover. Yep. You don't have to kill a lamb anymore. Remember that song? You don't have to put any blood on the door. Jesus has taken the place of the lamb. He is the great I am. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 5 and 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. It was that period of time, hallelujah, where they would come out of Egypt. The death angel came through, but those who were covered by the blood, yes, hallelujah, would be protected. And that time of unleavened bread, they didn't have time uh, to fix that bread uh, like they normally do. There was no leaven in it, uh, representing the fact that the Lord will do was going to do a quick work. Hurry up and come out. I'm bringing you out now. That's a word for somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's been going through. I hear the word of the Lord say, hurry up. I'm bringing you out. They were to sit down and eat that lamb with their clothes on, staff in their hands, sandals on their feet. Hallelujah. And the New Testament church, we know that Jesus was that lamb. That lamb represented Christ. Uh, and I'll read it again for you. Paul gives us that revelation and says, for even Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. So now 
we know the background and the reasoning, hallelujah, the history behind of what was going on. They are in the place called Bethany. And the word Bethany means house of affliction. Yes, the Savior came to be afflicted. He was acquainted with grief. He would be wounded for our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace would be upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. I love the word of God. They're in uh, a town called uh, uh, Bethany. It was a place that Jesus often went to. According to uh, his story, uh, the story of Jesus, we understand it's about two miles from Jerusalem. Um, and uh, he comes to this place and he's sitting in the house of Simon the leper. Um, he's called Simon the leper in the scriptures in order to distinguish him from uh, Simon the Pharisee or Simon Peter, uh, who was the, an apostle. And there were others um, that were called Simon uh, Matthew records it like this in his gospel, chapter 26, verse 6. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, they're in this house uh, and Jesus is here relaxing uh, with his other disciples and some of the apostles are in here with them. Uh, and here they are. Uh, and Jesus had predicted, he had been predicting or prophesying, saying that, uh, there's going to be uh, destruction. Uh, there's going to be upheaval. The temple is even going to be torn down. Uh, and, uh, and we understand this, this is a place he often comes to, um, spending time with his friends. He did have a private life, you know. Uh, so, and he is familiar with this house. And in this house, uh, there were people like Lazarus and his two sisters, Martha and uh, and Mary, mm -hmm. who was the person who was next mentioned uh, in our text in the house of Simon the leper. Uh, and now they're sitting at meat, the Bible says. Now, for some reason, uh, Mark doesn't mention her name. The other gospels mention uh, in John's gospel. This is how John describes the woman. Uh, he says the woman was... Uh, the woman's name is Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. Hallelujah. The legend uh, says this was Mary Magdalene, that same woman. And uh, Luke, when he talks about her in his gospel, he's, he just calls her that sinful woman. So she, she had a reputation. And we're going to get into uh, this reputation um, that Mary had. Uh, but the incident that we read uh, out of Mark, the gospel according to St. Mark, um, is a very touching one. It is a touching uh, scenario. She comes with an alabaster box jar, very expensive perfume made of pure nard, a spike nard. Uh, and she breaks the jar and pours the perfume on uh, Jesus's head. Uh, and so it's recorded here, uh, it is during the feast, uh, and they're in Simon the leper's house, and, you know, Simon is feeding everyone, everybody's on their best behavior, uh, and they're having this dinner out of gratitude, 
for the blessings that they had received from Jesus, his, his disciples again. Um, let's see who was who was invited for dinner. There was there was Jesus, of course, his disciples, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were all there, uh, but all of a sudden, just suddenly, out of nowhere, Mary Mary starts moving towards the Lord, and um, and she's holding in her hands uh, a beautiful alabaster box, which and it contained precious oil, right? Precious ointment, I should say. Spikenard, uh, and she pours the contents. Let me read it again. Um, Mark 14 and 3, and being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as she sat at meat, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. All of a sudden, could you imagine sitting at the table and all of a sudden some woman comes with with ointment perfume? It was it was you just call it what it is. If we were today, it was per, it was perfume. It would be like uh, pouring. Uh, this is my wife's one of her favorite perfumes. It was it would be like taking an expensive bottle of a simiyaki. That's that's a Japanese perfume and pouring it. At the dinner table, could you imagine pouring it on Jesus's head uh, all over? And uh, John says in his gospel, I'll read it there out of John, John 12 and 3. John says uh, when he records the same story, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. So not only did she do his head, but she she anointed his feet. And this aroma breaks out in the house. Hallelujah. Now, you could imagine there might have been different reactions in the room. Uh, but I, I can say that that ointment was worth a considerable amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her act signifies something. Uh, her very action signified that she was giving her very best to Jesus. Indeed, uh, perhaps she was giving her all uh, as she broke the alabaster box and poured out the precious nard, as it's called in the Bible, or that precious ointment. She was saying, in effect, take everything uh, that means so much to me. There, there is a hymn, you know, um, those of you who are watching from Refuge Temple Annex, we, we were raised on hymns. You know, my daddy, when he was a little boy, he and my grandma came out of a Methodist church and they sang hymns, hymns, hymns. Uh, and he came over here in holiness uh, and kept singing them hymns. Excuse my vernacular, I said them hymns. Uh, and as a little boy growing up in the church, we had hymn books and we sang those hymns and we'd shout off of the hymns and praise God. Uh, and there is a hymn of consecration that, that we would sing. Um, and for some reason, my father, you know, he led the congregation in, in singing these hymns. He would sing all six verses of this hymn of consecration. Uh, and the very last verse, really, uh, it ties into the lesson tonight. 
The last verse goes like this. Take my love, my Lord, I pour. At thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. I'm going to try to sing a little bit of it for you so you see how it goes. Take my love, my Lord, I pour. At thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Beautiful hymn. And we'd sing every verse. I mean every verse. Hallelujah. I left out the last line. Ever only all for thee. And we'd sing and sometimes the tears would come flowing down people's eyes. The anointing would fall. Listen, uh, before there were praise breaks, hallelujah, and people would run around the church. There, there were moments back in the day where, where people will just would just cry. They would just melt, melt rather in the presence of God uh, and the glory would fill the temple. Uh, and they would, we would just praise, we would just praise and praise some more. So you could imagine right in the midst of this dinner, this feast that they were having, guest, the honored guest was Jesus. Uh, and Mary, she, break, she breaks rank, hallelujah, she breaks protocol. Yes, she did. And she takes this box filled with ointment, precious ointment. Now, uh, what does this signify? I haven't even gotten in the lesson like I want to. I need to lay a foundation. Listen, for a young woman in those days, let's talk about culture, what the culture says to us. In, in those days, every young woman would prepare a box of precious perfume. It was, it was custom for a young woman to prepare a box of precious ointment and she would keep this box until it was time when a man she loved would ask her to marry him. Listen to what I'm saying, it's custom. Uh, and if she were willing uh, and could give him her love and devotion, she would break the box or bust that seal of wax off the opening of this ointment uh, and pour it at his feet. Hallelujah. It didn't matter what she paid for it, you know, because everyone, everyone, uh, money is different. Their, their status in life might have been different, but it's, it signifies something. No matter what she paid for the box, it would be counted as her very best because uh, she was saving it for months or years, uh, preserving it, just keeping it for that day. Uh, and it cost her something. It cost her something. It cost you something. And it would be counted as her best. Uh, and this is what she gave him. This is what I have. It's, it's expensive. Uh, I've been saving it uh, for a while. This is what Mary did for her Lord. For her Lord, the one who loved us so much uh, that he would soon be giving his life for her. He was getting ready to die for her on the cross. And Mary wanted to be spiritually betrothed to him. 
Hallelujah. She wanted to be spiritually connected to him. Let's go to Isaiah 62 and 5. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Hosea 2 and 19. And I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. Hallelujah. So this is a beautiful story, uh, a, a wonderful story of how this woman gives her very best. I'm saving it for the one I love. Hasha, for the one, hallelujah, that I'm going to be patrolled to, according to custom. Uh, now we understand the custom. Now we understand what was going on. We understand this is during uh, the Passover, the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Uh, and we understand that Jesus is in the house. Yes, and people are uh, talking with him. They're sitting at the table. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, this woman, uh, Luke calls her a sinful woman. Uh, John, hallelujah, says, and just says that this is Mary, uh, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. Uh, but she had, she had a history. Uh, is another thing that I need to bring out, and we'll talk about it later on uh, in this lesson. So, um, again, the lesson title is Only the Best for Jesus. Um, so now I can pull from this, these three verses that I read. Um, the first thing I want to pull is um, a question, what can we give to Jesus? What can we what can we give to the Lord Jesus? Uh, certainly, I don't have an alabaster box uh, to give him. Um, I don't have a, a bottle filled with ointment that I can give him. So I have to, I have to pull it up to today. I have to, uh, how can I apply this to my life? What can we give? What can I give to Jesus? Put it in the comment section, that, that question. What can I give to Jesus, and there, there are about three gifts uh, that I, I can think of that uh, all of us can bring to Jesus. Uh, you know, some some people want to be in His presence, but we don't want to bring anything to Him. Uh, some in in some situations, and I, I blame this on the pulpit, uh, the way the word is preached. Sometimes people might feel that we only come to Jesus to get from Him, uh, but. Uh, we have to learn how to come to the Lord with something. Uh, so what would we, what can we give? What can we give? What can we give to Jesus? Uh, the first thing we can give, we can give him the best of our love. Think about that. I can give Jesus the best of my love. This is, this is supremely what Mary did. Uh, though the ointment was very costly, it cost her a lot, and the box uh, was of great value. It was made out of alabaster. Uh, the real gift she brought to him was her love. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you what something that means so much to me. We, and we can go. We can all give Jesus uh, our love. It, it, and it is this above everything else which He most desires. 
Love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. So the question, the question we should ask ourselves, uh, each and every one of us, am I giving him the very best of my love? Let's compare two scriptures, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37, and then uh, John 27 verses 15 through 17. Matthew 10 uh, and 37 says this, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, those are challenging words that Jesus is saying, uh, but he was saying, I want all of your hearts. Hallelujah. I want all of your heart. He's not telling me not to love uh, my wife or not to love my family, but he's saying, uh, you have to love me more than anything in this life. John 21, verses 15 through 17. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And I hear the Lord asking the church today, uh, you know, just motioning his hand over the things of the world, that car, that house, uh, that woman, that man. And I hear the Lord asking the same question to the church that he asked Simon Peter, where he says, lovest thou me more than these? Mm. He saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto them, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. If you love me, show me. Show the Lord that you love him. Hallelujah. And the other, the other verse uh, out of Matthew, he's saying if you love uh, people, uh, relationships, hallelujah, more than I, uh, then you're not worthy to be with me. He wants to know if you really love him. Uh, how much does Jesus really mean to you? Hallelujah. So, uh, we can give him the best of our love. And uh, not only can we give him the best of our love, we can give him the best of our years. The best of our years. What a privilege uh, for us or for anyone to give the Lord his or her life. Hallelujah. Giving you my life. I'm giving you uh, my life in its freshness, in its vigor. I believe perhaps this is why in Ecclesiastes, Solomon said, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Uh, give him your years. Hallelujah. Live for him. Uh, is he not worthy of our best? Is not Jesus worthy of our best, the best of our strength, uh, the best of our manhood or womanhood? Is it possible uh, to know that we belong to the Lord and yet keep the best away from him? Hallelujah. Are you hoarding anything away from God? Are you keeping anything away from God? Or, 
Are you uh, trying to take any way from him, your time, your gifts? Uh, are you trying to keep everything for yourself instead of giving it to him, uh, giving him all? Uh, now, I know some might be cringing at this, uh, but uh, we told you last week that the person that tries to save his life will lose it, and the person who's willing uh, to lose his life uh, will gain it, that, e that eternal life. We have to come to a place where we love God so much until, Lord, everything I have is yours. Now, I just serenaded you about five minutes ago. Don't let me pull that song out and sing the, the other five verses. <laughs> we can give him the best of our love, the best of our years, and we can give him also the best of our talents. Some of us are so talented. Yes, we are. You can sing the paint off a wall. You can, you can do so many things because God has given you that particular talent, that ability. Everyone, everyone has some kind of talent. You already know mine isn't singing, <laughs> but everyone has something some kind of gifting, some kind of talent that God has has given. Whatever yours is, uh, whatever it is, the Lord wants you to use it for his glory. Give him the best of it. Um, if you will only place it at his feet. That's what, that's what this woman did. This is what Mary did. She laid her best, the most precious thing she had. She laid it at his feet. And that's what we have to do. Lay that talent. Uh, at the Lord's feet. Say, Lord, I thank you. And I want to, I want to give you my very best. That means when you sing, hallelujah, give him your very best. When you, whatever you're doing, whatever talent he gave you, do it, hallelujah, and give it your very best. Yield it wholly to him, entirely to him. Uh, and he will use it in the most wonderful way. Have you, have you, um, and, and this brings me back to the song. I won't, I won't sing it again, but it brings me back to the hymn uh, that I just sang a little bit to you, uh, where the psalmist uh, writes these words, uh, give it all to the Lord, your moments, your days, your hands, your feet, your lips, your silver, your gold, your intellect, your will, all of that is covered in this one song of consecration. When you when you get a chance, Google this hymn. It's called Hymn of Consecration, written by Francis Ridley Havergal. Uh, it's an old hymn, a beautiful piece of music, but the words, the words are powerful. Hallelujah. Listen, uh, there's one verse, I'll read it. I won't sing it, I promise. It says, take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Filled with messages from thee. That song of consecration, it covers moments, days, hands, my feet, my voice, my lips, my money, my intellect, and my will. Consecrated. I want you, hallelujah, to have the very best of me. So... Uh, this is what we should give to Jesus if we're going to give him our best. And, and Mary, hallelujah, this woman that comes and does this uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ, she's giving the master her best.
best of my love, best of my years, best of my talents. Now, uh, another question that comes to mind also is, uh, why should I give Jesus my best? You know, we just talked about what, but why? Why should we give? And some of you might have asked that, um, you know, why should I give Jesus um, my best? Uh, and here again, I've got three answers for you uh, in, in answering that question. Why Why should I give Jesus the very best that I have? The, the first reason um, is because he's worthy. Simple as that. I could really stop at the first answer. Because he's worthy of our best. Hallelujah. Who is he? When you know who he is, who is who is he that I'm talking about? Being so worthy of our best. Well, he's, he is, he's the eternal son of God. John 1 and 1. You know where I'm going. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. 1 and 1. And then I'll take you down to verse 14, John 1 and 14, he says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. You don't think he deserves our very best? He's the Lord of glory. I'm going to read it for you in case you don't believe me. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, chapter 2, I'm sorry, verse number 8, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Yes, hallelujah. He's the savior of men. Yes, he is. He's my savior. Hallelujah. Remember that song? Uh, I love Jesus. He's my savior. Hallelujah. When storms are raging, he's my shelter. Where he leads me, I will follow. I love Jesus, and he loves me. But he's my savior. He's the savior of men. First Timothy 1 and 15, this is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. He's my savior. I was in sin. Yes, I was. I was a mess. Now, anybody want to join me in making that confession, put it in the hashtag, hallelujah, put it rather in the comment section, hashtag, I was a sinner, but now I'm saved. Jesus saved me. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. He's the savior of men. Hallelujah. Paul uh, says it again in Galatians chapter two and, and verse 20. He says he he's our He's our Savior. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Galatians 2 and 20. He's our Savior. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So isn't he worthy of our best? Hallelujah. Don't want to give him this old anything. He's, he's my savior. He's the son of a living God. He is God in the flesh. He's that flesh that came and walked among us. He's the savior of men. He was our savior. Hallelujah. And, and is he not worthy? 
of the very best we can give to him, worthy of all. Hallelujah. Only the best for Jesus. Only the best for Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, the other answer to that question, why I should give my best, why you should give your best to Jesus, is not only because he's worthy of our best, but it's also because he has given us, he has given us his best. He has given us. He didn't half step when it came to giving us. He didn't just throw any old thing. Hallelujah. One, one, one scripture says he loved the world so much that he gave his only. He gave his only. He gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. Whosoever believeth on him will not perish but have everlasting life. He has given his all for us uh, and he shed his blood for us. Yes, he did. He shed his blood on the cross for us. Uh, in order that we might be redeemed. Hallelujah. First Peter 1 and 18 and 19. First Peter 1, 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with precious blood of Christ, the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb, he's that lamb, without blemish and without spot. It, it was when Mary realized all of this, I'm sure, uh, that her Lord had given, right? This, this man is getting ready to give his life. Uh, hallelujah. She was constrained to give her best. Hallelujah. She felt like I have no choice to give this man my very best. I'm going to give him my best. Hallelujah. Mark 14 and 8. Let's read that, shall we? Uh, she had done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burial. Yeah, she may not have, maybe not have known what she was doing, but Jesus is saying she's preparing me for what I have to do. Yes. Uh, and she decided uh, that I have no other choice. I'm constrained. He's going to do all of this for me. He's going to do all. He's going to shed his blood for me. He's going to be crucified for me. Hallelujah. And this is what we learn in Matthew, the 14th chapter. And he in the eighth verse, uh, he's, he's telling the disciples uh, exactly what's going on. She did this. Hallelujah. She did what she could do. She's come aforehand before I do all that I told you I'm going to do. She's come aforehand to anoint my body to the burial. This is what we learned. Hallelujah. Calvary, what he was going to do at Calvary had constrained her. Second Timothy, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 says like this. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose 
again. Hallelujah. So her actions were prophetic. Her worship was prophetic. Her actions, her, her movements, her sacrifice, uh, it was prophetic. Hallelujah. Give God your best. Do it even before he does what he says he's going to do. Lord, I hear you. Worship him even before he does what he said he's going to do. Worship prophetically. Dance prophetically. Give him your best. Hallelujah. He's going to keep his word and do what he said he's going to do. What did he say? He said he's going to give his life. No man takes my life. I'm going to lay it down. And on the third day, I'm going to raise it up again. So, hallelujah. This is why we give our best. Because he's worthy of our best. And because he has given his best to us. And he keeps on giving. And he keeps on giving. And the third answer to that question is because only by giving him our best shall we enjoy his best. Hallelujah. Giving him his best helps me enjoy his best. That moment of dedication, the moment of dedication uh, was for Mary, uh, I believe was the happiest moment of her life. <laughs> when she's when this alabaster box uh, is has been broken and the, the ointment is flowing, she has Hallelujah. Put it on her Savior's head and taking her hand uh, is on his feet and the whole room is filled with this aroma. Hallelujah. I believe it was probably the happiest moment of her life. And remember, I told you, according to custom, she had been saving this. Hallelujah. For the man that, that would propose marriage to her. Hallelujah. Now listen. Oh God, she's giving her best. I found him. Hallelujah. This man is going to give his life for me. Bring me out of sin. In spite of what I've done in my life. Hallelujah. He's, he's going to make a way of salvation for me. Hallelujah. From now onwards, she would know deep joy. John 15 and 11. Let's go there. St. John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for you to turn there. St. John, the 15th chapter and the 11th verse. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Hallelujah. She would know the deep joy. She would know an abiding peace. John 16 and 33. Hallelujah. Says like this, and this is Jesus talking, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So because of her sacrifice, because, hallelujah, she was giving uh, her, him rather, her best, she would be able to enjoy his best, joy in his fullness, peace abiding. Hallelujah. She had given her very best, her all to the Lord. And if we give him, listen, a lot of people don't believe this, but if I give a little, I'll only get a little. Yeah, I can't be cheap in my worship. I can't be stingy in my praise, my Lord and expect God to open up uh, the floodgates when I won't give him my best, right? 
hallelujah, can hardly hear you when you praise. You don't even want to move. He shanda, don't want to give anything to the Savior. And he's done so much for you, holding back on him. Hallelujah. Even when it's offering time, hallelujah, I got a hundred, I'll give him a dollar. Hallelujah. And, the, and you don't want to give your best. And listen, according to custom, right, it was according to what you could afford, but it was to be your very best. Hallelujah. Your very best. And we know from reading the scriptures that the ointment that she was able to save was an expensive kind. Hallelujah. It, there was a lot of money there. Uh, and she gave it to him without fail, without hesitation. Um, so I'm saying in this lesson that if we are the kind of individual that are always giving Jesus a little, a little, a little, giving him a nibble, hallelujah, uh, then uh, how can you expect to have the capacity to, en to enjoy much? Hallelujah. Listen to my notes. If we give him little, we shall only have the capacity to enjoy a little of him. Listen, because the more I praise him, the more of him I can receive. Hallelujah. But if we give him our very best, listen, if we give God our very best, he will become to us, according to what Peter is telling us, unspeakably precious. Hallelujah. My Lord. First Peter 2 and 7. Come on. Come and go with me. First Peter 2 and 7. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. For those of us who really believe, he's precious to us. And because he's precious to me, I'm going to give him my everything. I'm learning more and more. The more I give, the more I praise. Hallelujah. When I have the mindset of giving Jesus my very best and laying it at his feet, hallelujah, I can receive so much more of him, so much more of his presence. And, that is, and in his presence is the fullness of joy. And at the right hand, his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. I'm in the book. Hallelujah. So uh, we talked about so far in this lesson uh, what we can give, why we should give. And I'm going to close out with this. Uh, what would be the result? And I know some of you, well, what am I going to get? What would be the, the real actual result? of me giving Jesus my best. And listen, when it comes to Jesus, you can't think about him like you think about other people, right? I've given them this, I've done that, and they did nothing for me. They didn't even appreciate it. You know how we do, right? Uh, but Jesus, he said, I'm not like people. I'm, I'm not a man that I should lie. Hallelujah. You, you can't uh, treat me as though I'm like other people. I've been better to you than you've been to your own self. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Better to me. Uh, but I'm going to answer that question. What would be the result of giving our best to the Lord Jesus? What are the results? Well, um, the first thing I have to be, I have to be honest with you, and it's, it's there in the, in the verses 
in that chapter, the 14th chapter of Mark, and in the other Gospels that tell this particular uh, occasion, some people are going to object to it. Yeah, everybody's not going to be happy about your excitement and your love for Jesus Christ. Uh, because right after Mary gave her best to the Lord, indignation rose up in the room, you know, uh, for several reasons. Uh, what, what, um, one reason was because of her, her background, her history. This, this woman, uh, I told you Luke called the sinful, right? Um, she was a sinful, lustful woman, considered to some, right? Uh, and because some believe that Mary Magdalene and, and uh, Mary, uh, the sister of Lazarus, uh, the same or the same woman, some may debate it, uh, but she she had evil spirits in her. Uh, she had been delivered from. Uh, from these demons, uh, from this life of lust. Yeah, she had a history. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about history for a few minutes. She, she had a bad reputation at, at one time. She was considered sinful, maybe loose. She had demons in her, but she met Jesus. And when she met Jesus, her whole life changed. Yes, and here she is now, wiping Jesus' feet with precious ointment, his head with precious ointment. It was precious. I've been saving this for the man that proposed to me. According to custom, hallelujah, so it, it really mattered to her, and it was her very best, and people judged her because of her history. Yeah? And then, um, so we have indignation in the room. We had murmuring in the room. We had criticism in the room. Y'all don't know nothing about murmuring and criticism. Has anybody ever criticized your praise or your worship? Has anyone been indignant to you because of, of your closeness to Jesus uh, and, and their, their misunderstanding? Uh, and they're using your yesterday as a barometer or as, as a judging measure uh, as to whether or not you should be doing what you're doing. The nerve of some people, when it, it wasn't your mess, it was my mess. Glory, hallelujah. You don't know what the Lord delivered me from, right? But people will judge. Uh, let's, let's go to John 12 and 5. Uh, John 12 and 5 says, why was not this ointment sold? Here's another reason. Judas got indignant. He was very quick, probably the first one to make a, a noise in the room. He looked at that. He smelt that aroma. Is that spikenard I smell? My Lord, it wouldn't be like some of us. And said, would have looked around and, and said, my Lord, is, is that juicy couture that I smell? What is that? What kind of mess is that? And he said, do you know how much that cost? And he was quick uh, to speak of Mary's act of dedication. She was showing dedication and love to her Lord. And now she's being criticized and Judas is calling it waste. 
It's a waste of money. I believe he even quoted how much he thought it cost. Hallelujah. This is how the world often assesses our dedication of our life that is wholly given to the Lord. And listen, I dare say it's not just the world. It's some people in, in the church alongside you that will, will judge your dedication. They'll be quick to put their mouth on your praise or your dedication or your attempt to give your best. And one of the reasons is why, hallelujah, they don't they have no idea of how it was to be you in the mess that you were in. But Jesus took me out of the mess. Hallelujah. They're trying, he's trying to figure out how much it costs. He hallelujah. He's analyzing it. And Judas had a whole lot to say. Judas had a whole lot to say. And if I was if I was there with Judas, I would have said, man, stop complaining. You need to worship him too. You trying to figure out how you're going to betray the man. You should be praising him too. My Lord. But Judas was quick to speak. And there are people who are so quick to speak about your dedication. The devil is a liar. Give him your best. I said, give him your best and don't care what people have to say. Hallelujah. Matthew 26 and 8. Let's go there. Matthew 26 and 8 says, but when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose, listen, to what purpose is this waste? My Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, you ought to, you ought to put it in the comment section. Don't judge my praise. You don't know my story. Glory. Don't know my story. I have to give him my best. You, you, don't, you don't know how it felt. You don't know the torment I was going through. You don't know what was going on in my mind. You don't know. Holly, I've got to give him my best. And yes, some people will object, but it's all right. Some people will, will look at you and murmur, but it's all right. Hallelujah. Just give them your best. Give the Lord your best. Hallelujah. That is one of the results of, of doing that. It's one of the results of your dedication, of your love. Don't be afraid to pour your love out to the master. And the second result of this is the Lord will be pleased. He will be pleased. The greatest thing in the world is to have a commendation from Jesus himself. A commendation from Jesus himself. Mark 14 and 6 is when Jesus says, Jesus said, leave her alone. Why are you troubling her? They were trying to get her out the house. They were murmuring against her. Let's go to verse 5. For it may have been sold for more than 300 pence. This is Judas running his silly mouth. We could have made 300 pence from that and have been, and now he said, and given it to the poor, but we already know he was a thief. He, he was trying to figure out, he said, man, I could have made some money off of that. I could have put my hand in the tithe box and had some change in my pocket, right? But they were murmuring. It been given to the poor and they, it wasn't, listen, it wasn't, Judas wasn't the only one, Right? They murmured against her. And Jesus said, leave her alone. Listen, when you please God, 
He'll stand up for you. I felt that in my spirit. When you're doing it and it's pleasing to God and people come against you and have stuff to say out of their mouth, he will speak up for you. Yes, he said, why are you troubling her? She have wrought a good work on me. He says, I'm happy about this. So why are you bothering her? Because she's so concerned about pleasing me. Why you got so much to say? Because he's so concerned about loving me. Hallelujah. Where's your love? Where is your praise? I hear the master talking. So, yes, some will have an issue with it. But as long as I'm pleasing my Savior, some are going to try to discredit and some, hallelujah, are going to try even to discourage it. But as long as I'm pleasing my Savior, does it matter what the world thinks? Does it really matter? And I need to talk to somebody. Why does it bother you so much about what people have to say about your love for Jesus? Why do you waste so much time upset about the he said and the she said as it relates to your relationship with your Savior? Does it really matter what people think as long as Jesus is pleased? Hallelujah. As long as he's receiving my worship, as long as there's a sweet aroma in the atmosphere, Hashanda, glory to God. Why? Why? As long as I'm pleasing Jesus, as long as I'm in his presence and he's happy with me, it's all right. Now, so some will be disappointed, some won't like it, but as long as Christ is pleased. And the third reason, uh, or the third result uh, in my lesson there, it says others will be helped. Others will be helped. This is why you got to give Jesus your best because others are, they're connected to your best. Yes, they're connected to your sacrifice. They're connected to your expressions of love to your Savior. What a miraculous result. A miraculous result from Mary's simple act of devotion and dedication to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to read it for you in verse 9. Mark 14 and 9, it says, Verily, Jesus is talking, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. So, I want everybody, Jesus is saying, I want everybody to know about this woman that you all scorned. This woman that you all talked about her past, this woman that you wanted me to, to just ignore, this woman who you got so aggravated with, had all of this indignation with, I want everybody to know this story, Holly, because she's done me well. He says, this also, I want, while you preach the gospel, I want also, I'll read it again, I'll read verse 9 again. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world. He's, I want the whole world to know what this woman has done. This also, this also. Tell this story also. 
that she have done. Hallelujah. I want it to be spoken of for a memorial of her. So who can estimate the far-reaching influence of one life that is utterly given to the Lord Jesus Christ? Who can underestimate that, that moment of complete and total praise to God? Who can underestimate your devotion, your wholeheartedness in the service of God? Hallelujah. So it makes me ask a question then, are, are our lives completely given over to Jesus? Yes, that because that, that function of total sacrifice and commitment to God can influence and help a whole plethora of people. Once they, once they see your, your worship, once they experience or even hear about the fact that you love the Lord and you appreciate him, people in your environment will be helped. I'm going to read it again. I feel it. I'm feeling this. Jesus says, uh, let me tell you something. And I'll, I'll, I'll say it like it would be said today. Jesus said, let me tell you something. Uh, wherever you preach this gospel, uh, and, and it should be preached throughout the world. I want you to tell this story also of this woman. So it will be a testimony concerning her love and devotion. She gave Jesus her best. And I believe this is the word for today. We have to give Jesus our best. Don't, don't hold back anything. Hallelujah. Don't don't cut anything. Don't give him half of anything. Give him your best. Hallelujah. Give him your best. I hear the Lord say, give me your very best. It was costly. It was precious. It was valuable. Hallelujah. But she said, Lord, I want you to have my best. I'm going to stop here. Hallelujah. But I feel the spirit of the Lord and I'm so grateful. Hallelujah. That the Lord gives us an opportunity to give our best to him. Hallelujah. And if I give my best to him, then I can enjoy the best from him. Yes. I want to say a special prayer. But first for those, if there's anyone who has not given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You have you have not been baptized in Jesus' name. Yes, we can make arrangements for you to be baptized in that wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Send me a request at minettegrtdc.org and someone from the staff will reach out for you, to you or me, myself, possibly, and we'll make a connection and connect you with a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. And they will make that connection where you can be baptized in Jesus' name. You haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me know. Yes, admin at grtdc.org. Uh, and we'll reach back out to you and tell you what you need to be saved. But I have enough faith to believe that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost right where you are. Just reach up and give the Lord your best praise and worship him. Hallelujah. Tell him, I want, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost. And he can fill you right where you are. That's the very best. The Holy Ghost abiding on the inside. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. I feel the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 
Let's pray a special prayer now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this lesson on tonight. Only the best for Jesus. Help us, God. Hasha. Oh, God, to see a need to pull it up, to make it better. Not half-stepping or giving you a little, just a, just a small midget, but giving you our very best, our best praise, our best life. Hallelujah. Giving it to you, Lord, the author, the finisher of our faith. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, we ask. And we thank you for all that you've done and all that you do. We are your children, Lord, and we love you. Lord, I love you. I won't speak for anyone else. I'll speak for myself. I love you and I thank you. Oh, God, and I intend to continue to give you my very best. Bless all who, who have connected with us on tonight, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. My Lord. If you want to plant a seed in this ministry, if you want to pay your tithing and give an offering, follow the instructions on the screen, won't you? Uh, and you can do that tonight. You can do that right now. Those of you who are worshiping in the Bronx, in the New York area, Refuge Temple Annex, our sister church, um, you may use Givelify. Now, as far stated, all this month we'll be teaching. Uh, this is Woman's History Month, and I'll be using a woman in the Bible to pull out a lesson uh, for our growth, for our strengthening. And I thank God for the lesson on tonight. Only the best for Jesus. We're getting ready to go, uh, but those of you who would like to send us a testimonial of this Bible study or if our morning worship has been a blessing to you, uh, record yourself and send it to us so we can incorporate it in our Bible study or our, our Sunday worship so the people all over this world will be able to see and hear your testimony of how you have been blessed through this ministry. Now the Lord bless you real good now. Uh, and don't forget this Sunday at 3 p.m., those of you who are members of GRTDC, we will be having a virtual communion service. And if you, you have not received your elements, uh, if you have not received your communion packet, you can come by uh, the sanctuary. I'm here during the week from 9 o'clock to like 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, so you can stop by and receive your, uh, your elements and perhaps you should take more than one uh, so you'll have it for the next time as well. But we'll be having a virtual on Zoom uh, and that information, our administrator has sent that information out to you. All right, and I'm looking forward to that fellowship uh, and those of you who are not able, who have not been able, some of the seniors, we are still out here on Thursday. We'll be out here on Thursday, tomorrow, uh, from 10 to 11. And you can just pull up in the parking lot and I will serve you communion. Is that all right? I love you all so much and I appreciate it. I really don't want to let you go. I want to hold you for a while, but I know I have to let you go. Well, uh, We'll meet again, if the Lord says so, on next week, and we'll see who the Lord uh, puts in our spirit to use uh, that woman in the Bible that we can use to, to pull out 
a lesson. But until next week, there are three things that I would like you to do. Be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom. <laughs>